Hi, this is Tom Moore for the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. Sometimes we had to uh, to accept uh, we had to accept a layout that was not exactly the, the, the way we wanted it. So so it's possible, but uh, this is the only way I like to work. I, I can't imagine to to to, to work with uh, those huge uh, budget uh, American budget because it's not the way I'm, I'm I'm used to work. Here are your hosts, Jamie Green and Justin Connors. These uh, these new these, I don't know I want to say new but these these animations independent studio animations that are coming out like Secret of the Kells they're just they're beautiful works of art and and I'm glad I I was never introduced to them before this podcast and through Jamie and I'm so happy that I have been and they're just <laughs> they're just fat like it's beautiful I love them and I wish that. And and this goes into our interview, but I wish that they had more recognition and more, you know, time yeah. on the big screen. They're just so pretty to look at and great stories as well. It's because they're hand drawn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> not to open that kettle of wor- can of worms, right. but uh, yeah, the the films that the ones you're talking about are mostly the the small independent hand drawn mm-hmm. two dimensional films, mostly coming out of Europe, um, and that's it's it's because they're working outside of the Disney DreamWorks Sony machine. And, um, you know, a lot of the directors and animators over there would love to have the budgets of a Disney or DreamWorks film. Um, but they're, they're making do with the budgets that they have and they're telling the stories that they want to tell. And they're making just these flat out gorgeous films. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we had Tom Moore on the, on the show, which you were talking about secret of Kells mm-hmm. and, you know, Song of the sea, um, he's doing amazing, amazing work um, on his films, but he's not the only one. Right. Well, I just I, and we and we did talk to Tom more about if the big studios would ever do it again, and he seemed to think that it was nice that the independent ones were doing it, as I, yeah. if I remember correctly. But I, I think it would be great to see a really high budget, you know, a huge budget hand drawn animation. But maybe what makes them unique and charming is that they don't have a big budget. Yeah, exactly. And I, I also think that if Disney wanted to do a, a traditionally hand-drawn two-dimensional mm-hmm. 2D animated film, they could do it easily. They right. don't need to throw millions and millions and millions of dollars at it like they would with something like, you know, Moana or Zootopia or something like that. You know, they it, it, it would be a risk for them, sure. Mm-hmm. And we've said this before, but with the number of live action films that they're right. making, the live action remakes, why not? To right? basically essentially throw a bone at a, a hand drawn animated feature would be a drop in the bucket for their budget. It would it would employ so many animators who are just dying to work on a film right, like this. Yeah. 
for a big studio and get the wide release because you know it's one thing to to make a film apart from the big studios and only have mm-hmm. you know maybe a million dollars you know less you know to to make the film have a small budget right. you can do that you can make your film you can tell the story you want to tell but the problem is in distribution and in getting people yeah. to see it and we talk about it in the interview today and that was his problem you know he he did not have a whole lot of complaints about the budget. I mean, obviously more money would be nice. It's a challenge that he had to work around getting the work done and what sacrifices had to be made because they didn't have the money to do certain things. The problem came in once the film was done, now how do you get it in theaters and in front of people's eyes? How do you find mm-hmm. an audience? And that's where the big studios excel, the marketing. Right. And getting the distribution and, and getting it out there for people to see. Um, and that's, that's the difficulty with working with smaller budgets, I think. Right. So we are interviewing, why don't you tell us about our guest today? Uh, we're t- I talked to Remy Chaillet, who, uh, he's a French director, uh, his, his directorial debut, actually, Long Way North is the English name of the film. Um, and it, it came out relatively recently, um, Again, you probably haven't heard of it because it's been struggling to find an audience. And I talked to him about that. You know, it's it's a shame because um, it is a beautiful film. It it's a you know, in a nutshell, it tells the story of a young girl who uh, in 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 Russia, like turn of the century Russia. Um, she she's comes from an aristocratic family, and her grandfather was um, out on a on a, a sailing expedition to try to find the North Pole. Um, Remy Chaye, when I talked to him, you know, a lot, uh, inspiration for the story came from reading stories about like Shackleton, you know, and mm-hmm. finding the, you know, the South Pole and traveling across Antarctica. And they took that, that idea. And this is a completely original story. It's not based on any sort of truth. Um, and they, they just said it in, in Russia, turn of the century, North Pole. Um, and you know, she sets out, he, he, her grandfather disappears, um, they think that he is just lost. She is convinced that they've been looking in the wrong place and that he may have been successful. And so she sets out on this grand adventure to, to go find him. Um, the animation is jaw droppingly good. Mm-hmm. Um, it is just, it's just a phenomenally beautiful film. It's, um, I've been struggling to find an audience because it is not, you know, like, kung fu panda you know it's not a thrill a minute blow stuff up make fart joke move on (laughs) nothing against i love dreamworks you know nothing against dreamworks kung fu panda but they they are targeting a completely different demographic Mm -hmm. i think you know um i would highly highly recommend you guys search this one out long way north is the name of the film um it's it's put out through shout factory uh i believe it's already out available on disc uh i'll link to it and uh, yeah, it's amazing. And you can see he worked. We we mentioned Tom Moore. Remy Chaye worked with uh, Tom on The Secret of Kells. He sort of uh, got a lot of experience on that. Um, this is his first feature direct um, directorial debut. He's working on another one now. But again, it's just like these are multi multi year efforts because mm-hmm. he's got to scrape together the money. He's got to get the work done. And it's basically like he is taking on a lot of the work that studios would normally do. Wow. So guaranteed there will be no skadooshes inside of uh, this film. There'll be no Kung, what? Kung Fu Panda. 
Scooby. Oh, 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 yeah. No, no. There's no Jack Black in this movie. There is no Jack Black. Oh, man. All right. So we're going to go play the interview for oh, you. Before we go in, yeah. I should mention that you'll hear another voice in the interview. Um, Lian Cho Han, who was a storyboard artist on the on the film, was also on the call. So um, he, he jumps in every now and then and answers some questions, too. Awesome. So we're going to go play that interview for you right now. I wanted to ask, start off by saying, from what I understand, uh, you are basically a self-taught animator. Um, you learned how to do it by doing it. Is is that true? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Would you recommend that approach? <laughs> I don't know today if I really recommend this approach because uh, today uh, uh, learning on the spot is uh, is uh, a bit difficult, and you are uh, you will competing with with loads of kids coming from school and with very good levels. So yeah. I, I don't think it's really possible now. But what happened for me, it's just like I, I, I was a drawer. I, know, I knew how to draw. Yeah. I've, been, I've been trained uh, in a classical drawing and I discover animation lately and I really like the, 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 the work and the, the, the numerous different work that, uh, that are in stake here. So, yeah. uh, and, and people and, and elders could could help me to, to, to learn how to do it. But now I, I can see that uh, youngs, uh, young, young, young people coming in our studio, they, they need to be uh, very quickly efficient and, 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 and then they know that they really need to know the gig very quickly. So I don't know yeah. if it's possible now. Yeah. You, um, you worked as a storyboarder and as an assistant director on a couple of different features before this, including Secret of Kells and The Painting. Do you feel like your experience on those films prepared you to direct your own film? Uh, definitely, yeah, yeah. And I, I have to say that that was the plan. I went, I went out from uh, La Poudrière. You know La Poudrière, the the, the animation uh, yeah. director school. Yes. Yeah? Yes. So I went out in 2005 with the idea of uh, of uh, working on on, on Long Run Off uh, because I met the scriptwriters in La Poudrière. And uh, they, they present the, the, the story. They present the. They told me about this story uh, there, uh, and the plan was to uh, to be able to understand the the machine. That uh, especially for uh, for the first experience in Secret of Kells, I had uh, I was uh, assistant director, and I had to understand uh, what what it is to 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 make that sort of huge uh, industrial. Uh, uh, machine and to to the, with the, the pipelines, the, the the naming rules, the, the the different studio all over the world. So that was one aspect. The other aspect being how it is to to uh, to do the story to to to, to work a story that lasts uh, one hour and a half. And so, so I went to uh, I went for a storyboarding of different projects because I wanted to have the experience and the feeling of what it is to uh, to set up the story and what 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 are the problems you you when you're writing that sort of story. Yeah, what what I find interesting is that when you compare the three films, the two that you did before to get to get this experience, and then your film now, Long Way North is that the budget you had on this film was sort of, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it was between those other two films. Um, and I'm, I'm wondering what kinds of things were you able to do on Long Way North that maybe you couldn't have done on the painting because you didn't have as big of a budget? And then likewise, what 
couldn't you do because you didn't have as much as maybe you had on Secret of Kells? <laughs> Uh, that's a tricky question uh, <laughs> because I was not director for it right. uh, for for the, the two. So, uh, uh, but each 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 movie is a different experience. We are we are talking about uh, prototypes. Can we say prototypes in English? Uh, every 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 two uh, D feature is a prototype, and uh, the painting has been done in very uh, peculiar uh, conditions. Uh, it was. Uh, one guy in the studio named Blue Spirit, the producer, decided to uh, to uh, produce the painting on a sort of long, uh, uh, how can I say, um, long period. He didn't, he, he didn't want it to be delivered at that date, so he said, it will take the time it will take, and, and whenever uh, my people are free, they will work on it. And so it was very... Uh, Specific way of working and, uh, and allow us to be to have a so uh, low budget. And uh, Secret of Self was again was completely different. And yeah. so um, uh, I'm not sure it's a, it's, it's a question of uh, what I've been able to do or what uh, should have been done here here and there. I don't think that it's more uh, what I've learned it's, and, and, and what I decide is how I wanted to put the energy and, and the money. Yeah. Uh, and I've learned about, uh, I'm sorry to say that, but somehow I, I've learned, uh, too, uh, with the, the mistake of the others. Uh, I've seen that, uh, I've seen Tom Moore was doing something, I said, wow, that's probably a mistake. Uh, he was, he's losing energy, a lot of energy here, a lot of budget, and yeah. for uh, the final effect, which is which is not interesting. So... Uh, uh, that was some. That's something that I've been I've been really uh, uh, keen about. It was it was I wanted to do a pipeline and a graphic style that will fit together to be able to deliver a very uh, simple and efficient uh, narrative. So yeah. uh, the reason why you have so uh, we have absolutely no details in in the in the clothes or in the hair. We had uh, we had uh, we didn't do. Uh, uh, shadows, or we didn't do uh, how do you call the the crisis? Yeah, the folds on on the clothes. Yeah. Uh, so I simplify as much as possible and and and, and learn about the experience of working with very uh, structured, simple design uh, of of uh, secret of kills. But uh, by uh, by uh, uh, reducing all the detail, we still had to uh, to put as much uh, emotion into the characters' uh, faces, expression. You know, in the character express, expressivity. So in uh, every detail we lose, we had to uh, to add more expressivity uh, to the characters. Right. So, do do you find that the uh, you know the limitations that you might have without without a, a huge budget um, that maybe something like a Disney movie would have? Do you find those limitations to be at, at this point? Do you find them frustrating, or are they just challenges that you need to overcome? Are they just they, they they make you think about things differently, so you find a different solution that that maybe you wouldn't have thought of if you had just had more money to throw at it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, uh, honestly, both of them. It's uh, sometimes the the fact that it's challenging. Uh, you go, uh, you, you find a solution that that uh, that uh, allow you to to be more graphic, or more interesting, and to direct in a in a very interesting way. So sometimes it's good, and sometimes it's frustrating because sometimes we had to uh, to accept 
uh, we had to accept a layout that was not exactly the, the, yeah. the way we wanted it. So, so it's both of them. But uh, this is the only way I like to work. I, I can't imagine to, 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 to work with uh, those huge uh, budgets, uh, American budget, because it's not the way I'm, I'm, I'm used to work. Yeah. So, uh, so but to give, a, to give a, a very concrete example, let's say, for example, I, used a, I usually use the, the example as a, of Alien, the movie of Ridley Scott, the first one. Right. And he, he didn't have a huge budget. And uh, that, that's why it was uh, actually it influenced the, the way of shooting. So they had to shoot, uh, they couldn't shoot the alien too many times because it would cost a lot of money. Mm -hmm. So they had to find a way of sh shooting it without showing it. And, and it creates, I think, we think much more emotion than nowadays movie where you can see everything with visual effects. They, they, they try to impress you, but at the end, you don't really feel, you know, the, 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 yeah. the, yeah. Thing, you know, the emotion. Something yeah. that I, I'd like to say, it's just like um, uh, the simplicity uh, works very well because I think uh, my, my, my bet, it, it was a bet, but I hope it works well. But uh, for <laughs> me, the, the, the idea is... Uh, when you're fed with all the details of the images, your imagination is not uh, working. When the, 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 when the animation doesn't give you everything, your imagination has to fill the, 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 the holes. Yeah. 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 And here, like, like, like when you're reading, uh, when you read, the imagination is so... Uh, um, uh, Asked for, uh, I mean, so uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. So the imagination needs to work because you you are going from from little letters on the pages and you have to create some visuals, you have to create some emotions here, yeah. and so it's it's the it's the best thing to to be driven in in, in, in emotion, yeah. and so I, I think that reducing the reducing the amount of details and and uh, asking the the public to to make a step. Uh, forward, uh, the, the 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 movie itself is a way to for for the public to be more driven. Yeah, I really think it's uh, it's uh, it's, uh, it's the best way. Yeah, and talking about details, one of the I, I, I would imagine it was, was a very significant decision that you all made stylistically, and which many people might not even realize watching the film is that you didn't use outlines. Yeah, and why why you use that approach? Uh, it was really uh, the, the first time it happened. I just remove a layer of uh, in a Photoshop uh, layer. Uh, I had I had my drawing uh, in, in one layer and the color on, on another. I just removed the the, the 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 outline and I say, wow, that that's interesting. Yeah. And so I, I start working on, on on that direction really by luck. And when I show it to my friends, they say, "Oh, that's that's great!" And uh, that it was really encouraging that uh, maybe I I had found something uh, interesting here. Uh, for production production wise, it was uh, it was harder uh, than with outline because uh, removing outline in a drawing is uh, uh, pose loads of loads of uh, problems. Yeah. Uh, especially when when you are drawing hands or when you are drawing uh, 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 shortcuts, so that sort of thing. So it's it's not it's not an, an, an easy way uh, to to remove, but it allowed the 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 light to penetrate the characters, or the penetrate the background, and to unify the the, the background with the characters, which is uh, uh, very often a problem uh, in, in animation. Yeah. Well, I mean, it created a very, um, I guess you could say unique, but it was just, it was a beautiful effect that 
I don't even think that I realized until it was pointed out to me that there were no outlines. And then I went back to watch it again and looked looked at some stills. And I, oh yeah, there are no outlines. And when I was watching the film, I, I, I knew something was different, but I couldn't quite put my finger on what it was. Uh-huh. Yeah, but it was, it was just gorgeous. It created a gorgeous effect. Um, where so where did the story come from and why did you choose this as your first film uh the the the, the story have been created by two script writer uh patricia valex and claire paoletti and they 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 had the whole story it was one page when they talked to me about it that uh, it was just uh, the idea of the of the story mm-hmm. but everything nearly everything was there uh the sasha being uh, aristocratic background uh, Fifteen years old girl come, uh, looking for her grandfather's ship, and uh, so for, for me it was really exactly what I was looking for. My idea was to go for a directing feature, uh, that was the dream. And uh, but here it, it was a female uh, character, a very adventurous one, and uh, it was uh, there, there were ships and and, and uh, lost in the ice. Uh, ship, which is very uh, very interesting. I just disc- I, I just uh, finished the uh, Shackleton expedition diary. Mm-hmm. Sure. So for me, it was really a very uh, very good uh, yeah. luck. And uh, the 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 Russia too, for, because I, I'm, I'm French. I'm I come from a very tiny country with uh, everything is tiny there. The streets, the cars, <laughs> the, the the cities. And uh, when you talk about Russia, you, you are talking like America. You are talking about spaces, like huge one, like yeah. endless, uh, endless landscape. And that's for me, it's uh, in, really impressive. And especially in Russia, you have those huge forests and yeah. those endless, uh, spaces. So uh, I'm fascinated by that that aspect and uh, and by landscape in general. Yeah. And so for me, it was really the the the, the best thing to to, to work. It's mm, amazing. So this. I mentioned this was your directorial debut and I'm sure I'm sure you learned a lot in the process um but what do you think are the biggest lessons that you'll keep at the you know at the front of your mind as as you're working on your next project uh the the well the, the we, we want the next project we want to 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 to, to get the same team yeah. uh and to maybe you have heard about it's uh it's it's, it's about calamity Jane. yeah i have heard i'm excited <laughs> and uh so but the, the the thing that we're gonna try to to do uh this time a little bit better is uh think about the distribution a little bit uh earlier in the production we want the, the distributor to be uh, to be on on our side uh, before during production, so uh, so they know how to how to work with yeah. with, with us. Because that was an aspect that was a little bit uh, disappointing for us. Just like when it was released in France, uh, it was uh, it was sort of uh, very uh, nobody knew that we nobody existed. knew that we were existing. So yeah. uh, we, when when people come to to, to look at the movie, they like it, but uh, they, they are not aware that we are existing. So sure. it's a bit disappointing. Well, I, I wanted to ask you about that. I mean, it, what if you had the power to change something in either the industry or the distribution process? What do you think needs to change in order to widen a film's reach or increase its audience? So, like, how how do you get a film in front of more people if you're not working with a major studio like a like Disney or a DreamWorks, or we have one of their budgets. 
Uh, it's very very hard question because it's uh, it's sort of what I've learned because we had uh, we had a lot of uh, uh, we met a lot of people about that uh, that subject those last months and those uh, what I can see it's like it's such uh, intricate uh, environment uh, because you have those the, the the cinema itself is a chain of uh, people we have not the same interest like the the producer the distributor. The the, the uh, I forget one of them uh, anyway mm-hmm. uh, so so it's 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 um, and sometimes the 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 the, the rooms the theater uh, they they don't have the same interest and they they don't have the same uh, way of looking at the the the, the industry that the, the the producer obviously right. how to say that you you could have one thing to change for 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 us to be able to show our, uh, our and, and and I can I can say that something else is the education of the public because movie I think that uh, cinema is something that that goes with the education of the public uh, along with the uh, along with the movie uh, it means that uh, if you are fed with only big blockbuster and, uh, and easy looking at uh, family comedy you won't be able to look at uh, uh, a little bit more uh, difficult movie Mm-hmm. Understand what I mean. So uh, it means that uh, it's for, for 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 the moment the the, the balance between blockbusters and, and and independent movie like this are so uh, unbalanced and, uh, and yeah. are uh, for our disadvantage. So it's uh, something that we we would like to change, but it's not something that we, you you can push a button and say, <laughs> okay, now you're gonna you're gonna look at, uh, at long way north. Uh, right. I mean. But of course, we don't have the same machine as the big studio to put posters everywhere on the streets, you know, because this costs a lot of money. But I think we, we will have to uh, think differently, maybe use the social media, you know, and uh, YouTubers and blogs, you know, because uh, that's something actually which we, 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 we use but yeah. way after the release of the movie when we when we realized that the movie wasn't doing so well in the box office in France. So and actually uh, people didn't know that we exist. And of course, uh, I think that uh, so maybe the part of the solution. I'm pretty sure that there's a lot, there's a lot of people who want to watch something different yeah. from what we have right now in the animation industry, but they don't know that we exist. And probably I think the social media, the internet, you know, uh, it's of course uh, not cheaper than the, than yeah. the, than also everywhere. But I think it's uh, probably the, the, the future in terms of communication. Yeah. Do you do you see a difference between European and American audiences, or is it is it just what they're used to seeing, or is there is there something more to that? I don't know. I, I have to say that I can't I can't answer the question because I met loads of uh, of uh, of people of the public from the French public because I went to uh, loads of uh, theater. Uh, for, so I, I have seen a lot of a uh, lot of kids after the after mm-hmm. the, the script, but I didn't do it in in in, in US. So uh, I didn't meet the the, the, the the kids here. Yeah. So I don't know how they react, and I, so I don't know exactly what happened here. But of course, uh, we we, uh, we our our goal is not to to convince every kid, of course, uh, uh, and uh, and uh, but we are pretty sure that there there's some kids uh, in America or adults or, or, or young children who uh, who uh, actually have this kind of sensitivity as well who can also accept 
this kind of slow pace and not only uh, appreciate very fast uh, pace of uh, uh, in a movie, you know, with a lot of gags and uh, yeah. and uh, we we believe that uh, uh, people and yeah people in general can appreciate can appreciate something also different. Uh, at, at, at least, if the story is good, you know, and the movie is good, then uh, there is no reason that they wouldn't appreciate that. Something that's really uh, it's Remy here. Uh, something that's really uh, uh, I was really interested by that. It's like in all the after all the screening that have been to in, in France, uh, kids were every time speaking about the story. Mm-hmm. They, they really uh, barely never. Ask me about the, the 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 aesthetic, about the graphic, about the style. It was surprising for me. I was expecting some 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 question about why is it so different that what we are looking at the yeah. usually, and uh, never they never ask about that. They all ask about uh, who is Sasha, why uh, why 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 he end like this, and why it's not finishing like uh, like in Saint Petersburg and. When, that sort of thing, but never about the, the graphic side. Yeah. Well, that meant, I mean, that's that's a good sign, I would take it as. They were engaged with the story that you were telling. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Yeah. So it proves that the kids doesn't really matter of the technique. If it's CG or if it's 2D, they really matter about the story, about the mood, about the emotion. Absolutely. Uh, it's, just, it's just finding that audience is the, is the key then. Mm. Yeah. Um, filmmaking is... Especially, I think in animation, is it's intensely collaborative. Um, how do you, as a director, how do you take advantage of the strengths of everybody on the team, you know, and let let them excel and do what they do best, but at the same time, sort of keep everybody well focused on on your vi- overall vision. Uh, okay. I'm not. I'm not a, a dictator director. <laughs> I have to say, I'm sort of rely about exactly what you said. I rely about the the, the quality of the people I, I've been hiring for. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I I had the chance working with Yancho and and, and Patricio and and the musician and, and everybody was really uh, really cool and, and experienced and talented. So it was it was really easy. But, uh, but I don't know. Yeah, just as, uh, of course, as, as a part of the team, you know, uh, it's also the fact that uh, we all love the projects and we also love the way that uh, uh, Remy was directing, you know, and also, uh, you know, I've been working with a lot of directors and, uh, and uh, I think uh, 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 Remy was uh, probably the only one who really had this strong direction, but also open-minded to take ideas from others, but also uh, uh, very human. I mean, we were working in an open space, had lunch with us all the time, you know, mm-hmm. so there was, there was really this kind of, uh, how do you say, symbiosis, this kind of, uh, uh, yeah, we were really together, like, uh, like yeah. uh, as, a, as a whole, you know, there was no, like, this kind of hierarchy, you know, when we never see the director or whatever, whatsoever. So there was this really great positive energy to push the movie, to push Remy, and to really, really, yeah, try to to understand uh, Remy's vision, and try sometimes to bring something even higher to propose to Remy, you know, yeah. and uh, and 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 then we have this kind of exchange, you know, mm. of ideas to to uh, to bring the, the movie uh, as high as high as possible. Yeah. But it's true that when you have the the, the what we were. Uh, 
how can I say, aware about it. like we had a nice story, even even in the animatic that was obvious that we we succeed in doing something that was working as a drama as for from 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 the first to the last second. So uh, so I think that when when you have something like this and when the animatic is not uh, boring or when you are not falling asleep in in front of it, so you know and oh, and the whole oh, the whole team will know that. Uh, something is possible here, and uh, the other thing was that I think that uh, something that really uh, impressed me was the, the way uh, Liancho directed his, 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 the, the, the animation team was he said to them, uh, "Listen, guys, uh, you won't be able here to do your portfolio. That's not something that you you're gonna do here. You you won't be able to put those beautiful animation with plenty of overlap and subtleties here. Here you're gonna move uh, for 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 each scene." Uh, you will have uh, a direction, and, and the, the, the main thing will be to fit in the brick by brick in, in, in the story and to push it as much as possible. But we're going to do through a very simple drawing, very simple animation, uh, as simple as possible because we are doing uh, a sort of uh, uh, fight against the number uh, of drawing because each drawing will cost money, so uh, mm-hmm. you, we have to, to, to reduce the number of drawing. And so that 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 means that everybody was uh, sort of direct the same way and uh, and understood that they had to uh, they had to work in that direction. They were all focused to the story instead of focused on their personal interest of making a nice animation for their portfolio. Yeah. That's what the thing the goal of. It's wonderful, it. and you ended up with a beautiful film. So I think. Yeah, thank you so much. <laughs> I, thank you. One last question, and then I'll let you go. If you were given the chance, this movie aside, what European animated films would you like all Americans to, to see? Uh, can you repeat the question? Sorry. E- except for this film, except for Long Way North, which which European animated films would you like all Americans to see? Because we don't, they don't get as wide of an audience here as they do in 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 Europe and in the countries where they were made. So I'm just wondering. If if you had the opportunity to sit every American down in, in a theater, what films would you show them? Uh, that's a hard question. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna answer the 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 the, the bad way. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say what I like is uh, in animation in Europe and animation is the diversity of it. Yeah. And so I like uh, us to be able to produce uh, April. Uh, I, and uh, my life is a zucchini, uh, red turtle. I like the the fact that all those films are so graphically different, and artist, and, and the story are so different, and 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 haunted by, and, and and so plenty of different way of uh, telling stories, and, and and with with different graphic styles. So. Uh, I'd like I'd like them to have a, a sample of uh, of all this. <laughs> they all deserve to be to be seen by the American audience. Yeah. They are so different and so so good in their way as well. And uh, and uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the amazing. And not not to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> and we're all looking forward to the Calamity Jane story, the film. Can you can you give us any sort of a hint about when? I know it's, you we're still early days, but can you? Pull back the curtain a little bit. Uh, it's, uh, we hope it will be for uh, 2018. 
Okay. To start the production, right? And to start, <laughs> you, you you talk about starting the production. Yes. <laughs> uh, the start of the uh, we we hope it will be. Uh, uh, the, uh, 18, yes, 2000, beginning of 2018, I think that will be the start of production. Maybe the start of the storyboard will uh, fall for 2017. Yeah, Great. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much. All right. So we were talking a little bit earlier about, uh, about Disney, maybe possibly, you know, just throwing a little bit of money at 2d. And I was thinking at it like if, Bud, if, Bud, if Disney was like a big beer company and these little animation companies were the craft beer companies, yeah, that could be it. They could buy one up and then just let them do their thing. Wouldn't that be awesome? They bought Pixar. Yeah, you know, I mean, Pixar was had, you know, was was doing groundbreaking work. Right. It was in a field that, at the time, Disney was focused on. Disney was doing traditional two mm-hmm. D animation. They wanted to get into the three D sphere, so they bought Pixar because they were obviously doing something right. right. I don't see why they couldn't. Why they couldn't, if not buy a small studio, just right. toss some money and and co co produce. Even for creativity's sake, just to have their name on something. You know what I mean? Just to have their name on something artful and meaningful other than and, big budget picture money making films, right? Yeah. In their defense, they did something similar with um, Hayao Miyazaki with Studio Ghibli. They mm-hmm. they did not develop, they did not work on the films with him, but they, they handled the distribution for some of the films mm-hmm. domestically. So North, they handled the North American distribution and they released the Blu-ray versions of those films. Um, so they're not strangers to this. They obviously know that there's a hunger. Uh, I just, I don't know why. And obviously studio Ghibli is the best at what they do. Um, and I, I'm not certain why they haven't taken more of a risk with other studios or other filmmakers, other animators. Right. Um, hopefully they will. Well, we need to get on Disney's case. We're we're going to put pressure on it from our podcast. Disney will listen to us, right? Yes. We have that kind of weight. (laughs) I'll, I'll so just start throwing our weight around. We'll, we'll just call up Bob and he'll, uh, yeah. he'll, he'll get on it. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. Absolutely. We're buddies no with Bob. Yeah. We- yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for coming back week after week. We're rolling right on to Christmas and we have interviews all lined up. So it'll get you through your holidays. You can, you know, just come back, you know, be off work or whatever you're doing. Just, Hey, great, big, beautiful podcast. Awesome. You can download it. <laughs> So hit that subscribe button anywhere you get podcasts, you can find us. And we can also be found on Twitter and Facebook at the GBB podcast. And you can call us. I think Jamie has that phone number. You can call us at 301-825-5653. Leave us a message. Awesome. And leave us a message. We will play it. Thank you so much. I am Justin at 140 Justin C. I am Jamie at the Roarbots. We will see you next time right here on the Great Big Beautiful Podcast. This podcast has been a production of the Geek Dad Podcast Network. If you've enjoyed this content, please consider supporting us at patreon.com slash geekdad.